You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. Uh, I don't know if we have any dog lovers out there, but uh, you probably won't be one if you watch this movie. Today we are talking about the latest Blumhouse kind of anthology movie installment from the Into the Dark series called Good Boy. And here with me today is Luane. Hey, how are you? And Gina. Heidi ho there, neighbors. Heidi ho And who wants to give the synopsis? <laughs> I guess the short version is the character played by Judy Greer gets some sort of monster dog from a shelter and mayhem ensues. Yeah. Yeah. Good enough. All right. We're good. <laughs> that's, that's more thought than the writers put into it, I think. All right. There we go. That's the review. We're done. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I picked this originally knowing nothing about it. I just saw mm. it had Steve Gutenberg in it. I'm like, okay, I haven't seen what he's yeah. done in a while. So, yeah. all right, sure. No Same. idea what to expect other than it has him and a dog. I figured maybe there's going to be a joke or two because that's his thing. And even even your description when we were getting ready, we're like, I don't know, it's Steve Gutenberg and a dog maybe dealing with paranormal mystery? I, I don't know. <laughs> Solving <laughs> mysteries? Yeah, it's... Yeah. Instead, we have Judy Greer, who she's always fun to watch, at least for me. And she's having this sort of midlife crisis. She wants kids and can't find a man and, and all the, that sort of, I don't know. And I'm, I'm a guy and I've been married for like a quarter of a century. So none of this really hits for me. So I don't know. I should probably let you guys talk about it more than, than me, at least in that element of it, because I, I got very little there. All right. Yeah. It's a pretty stock story where she's uh, approaching middle age and just hasn't yet been able to find the right guy. And, you know, she's really, really wanting a baby and kind of getting desperate and striking out on blind dates and Tinder and things like that. And so she eventually takes the step to just go ahead and do like IVF just for herself and just raise a baby alone. Um, when she gets laid off from her job, she decides, oh, maybe a dog is much easier and cheaper. And she ends up getting this cute little mutt from the pound to the uh, pound employee tells her, hey, yeah, it's weird. The uh, the last owner ended up prison after he committed a string of grisly murders, but he had this cute little dog. Takes him home and uh, weird stuff starts to happen. Yes. That is the greatest exposition foreshadowing ever written in film. It was done so creatively that I was just hooked. I was hooked. You know what I mean? This was the type of movie that really had me on the edge of my seat. I sense sarcasm. <laughs> I mean, I have a dog, so my dog was watching this, and I was like, you know what? Actually, this is a great idea and a horrible execution, and the reason why it's horrible, because why is she... Okay, I'm not giving away the movie, but why would you touch dead bodies? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, just let... I would love for my dog to be able to kill people that I didn't like. <laughs> Do you know how this answers an innate animalistic craving I have to hurt stupid people? <laughs> this dog is amazing. I would love it. I'd be like, oh, this guy left me on red. Well, that's that's <laughs> just it. She could have just left it alone. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's exactly. not a secret that, that that he's he's taking out people who harm her or agitate her or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's fairly obvious just looking at the poster. But then you just let that be. Then the cops can sort out what happened mm -hmm. to it. 
They don't have, you yeah. don't have to, it, it's not a problem for her until she keeps trying to cover things. I'm like, stop doing that. Yeah. It, it's both <laughs> predictable, but also unpredictable in the sense that it doesn't go the places that not only you think it should, but that don't really ultimately make any sense and aren't satisfying narratively. It's like, why would she do this when she can do that? No normal person would act this way. And also, you're going to get caught eventually if you keep being the one to write the scoops about these murders that keep happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was... And I... I don't know. I I guess the tone of the film, even from how the film was shot, kind of threw me for a loop and not in a good way. Because as much as I love Judy Greer, and I think the most horrifying thing for me about this film, I love you, Judy Greer, but you cannot carry this movie. Like this movie had too many flaws where was it supposed to be funny? Was it supposed to be scary? Was it supposed to be gory? Like it just, it seemed like, oh, let's just be all these genres because, you know, this is a thing in horror films. And it's like, no, don't do that, please. Just either straight man it, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Or if you're going to hit the emotional beats you want me to follow, then you need to like take a little bit more of a serious tone with this film. It was just too all over the place for me yeah it was a a lesser tales from the crypt episode yeah Mm. it's almost like she's in a different movie than everybody else is you know she's she's judy Mm -hmm. greer her way through this but it's a horror movie i mean it's not always super graphic but there there is a there is there's violence and some gore i mean the first the first kill it looks like an accident so you know car accident whatever but then there's a later one it's like well that's very clearly somebody who's been attacked by an animal because there's parts mm-hmm. and and so that tonally feels sort of weird it, you know it, it wouldn't if i was watching a horror movie but this we talked before when gina and i did another into the dark called delivered which which we referred to as like a we compared it unfavorably to like a lifetime women in peril <laughs> yes. movie and this feels like one of those hallmark like mm-hmm. magical yes. element gets introduced to a woman's life to turn it around and instead of the promotion dealing with the landlord and finding mm-hmm. her boyfriend by effectively luck it's this monster dog and it, it the two ideas just don't entirely mesh i guess for yeah. me yeah it seems like it's it's it reminded me of like either really bad abc family movie that was kind of like this is a little violent to be on a yeah. ABC or like mm-hmm. goosebumps sci-fi like a kind of one of those sci-fi movies where it's like all right this could have been left in the writers room guys and it sucks because i love camp sure i just want to make that yeah. clear I Tix is my favorite B movie. I love Sleepwalkers. Crappy movies are my <laughs> thing. But that's what I kind of miss about how those directors in that era was able to handle things where it's like, eh, flimsy script, but somehow the camera movements or the acting yeah. or something else was just charming enough to be like, you know what, I'll sit through this. This movie just didn't have it. And it was just, I mean, I just watched it because I had to review it. <laughs> yeah, it it had me, so. it, uh, no sarcasm on this one. It did genuinely kind of have me in, in the very, very beginning. I could tell that it was a little bit cheap and, and not going to be like the strongest movie I've ever seen, but it started off well enough. And I, I saw the rest of the movie like coming down the street in a cab. But nevertheless, I, I was in it. But yeah, they just didn't have it to make it really all that compelling i mean this this is a genuinely interesting setup for like i said something like tales from the crypt twilight zone whatever but they just i don't know didn't have enough uh chutzpah to really make it stick and make it something special 
it's 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 free it's on on hulu i mean it's not going to kill you if you watch it you know you you may enjoy it you're not out much other than your time i guess yeah i would say this is a great movie grab your bong <laughs> grab your roommate or somebody you want to just be like hey how's your, or week? your dog put on this film exactly put on the film laugh at the deaths theorize how you would do it differently it's it's a it's one of those movies where you should you don't have to pay attention but it's great if you have people to distract you from it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That, that sounds like we're ready for final thoughts. Yeah. Can um, give yours? Yeah, I guess, like I said before, we Gene and I already uh, seen a previous Into the Dark. And, like, two movies isn't enough to establish a pattern. Like, But if the if the next one features, like, a how-to-get-your-life-together blogger who can't get her own life together, who, like, <laughs> returns to a small town for her sister's funeral, rekindles a romance with a high school sweetheart who might potentially be a serial killer, then I'm going to guess that Into the Dark is shooting for, like, that sort of horror for housewives niche and it's maybe not my thing except to kind of laugh at i i wanted to like this because it felt like it like you said at the beginning you could get into it for a while and then she just keeps making worse and worse decisions and Mm -hmm. and so i guess at the end i don't know man i wanted to like it i like her usually but i'm gonna give this two and a half out of five visits to the animal (laughs) shelter uh, yeah, likewise. I, I really, really wanted to like this. And I, like you, Jenna, watched this with my dog. That was, I think, one of the only reasons that kept me from fully hating it is just because I have a thing for little dogs and, you know, finding their people and whatnot. And I, one of my things in movies is when I come across a disappointing one, I always try to fill in the gaps. Sometimes even while I'm watching it, what I would do differently or you know, I could really see the potential in that, and that exists here, but it's just a shame that they couldn't really fully grab on the more interesting parts on it and just stuck to the most journeyman, okay, this happens, and this happens, and then okay, it's over. And it just kind of loops around at the end where they come back to the shelter, and it's like, yeah, his last two owners ended up in prison for committing grisly murders. You want this dog? It's like, okay. Um, I, I do, I, I, I don't hate it, but I really wouldn't recommend it to anybody except for, yeah, maybe someone who really likes gore because there is some somewhat decent gore in it in a couple spots. And uh, I give it two cute blood-soaked puppies out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, one of my main issues was the dog wasn't interesting. If you're going to have it as the co-host, I love dog movies or whatever, mm-hmm. but like Airbud had more personality than this dog the like, eighth Airbud had it, more personality than this one <laughs> right so it's, to me it's just like i'm okay with movies not being the greatest um but this just didn't even try mm. at all so for me yeah it's a no it's a no for me dog <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah ooh. um but please don't blacklist me hollywood and whoever worked on that film i appreciate your efforts thank you judy greer you are always oh, amazing yeah. you're a queen as usual and i appreciate you kudos to the little interracial love story i guess thanks for that pander I will give this a um, three out of five dead bodies that really should have just not have been moved. There you go. 